When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It is hour to the game, the game after work. Mitch Fortner, Troy Coverdale, David G. Trey V. on Berkland. We're on with you until 6 o'clock, and I'm going to bounce a little bit before that because heading over to Manhattan High School, but Troy's going to have a number two song of the day. Banger. You have D.Y. from K-State Online here in uh, in just a moment. Real quick, I wanted to bring up this whole Texas thing. I don't know if you saw this on social media today, but Texas presenting their basketball championship rings. And you're probably thinking, what championship did they win? They didn't win the Big 12 championship, the regular season championship. Didn't win a natty. They made it to the Elite Eight. They won the Big 12 tournament championship. And then also on the ring it said Elite Eight. And I'm like, you know what? Again, I'm just not a big participation trophy type of guy. It kind of reminds me of like teams that go to a bowl game and they got there with a – regular season record of seven and five like to me six and six seven and five are not teams that should be getting any sort of rings you know it always bothered me when k-state would go to the cactus bowl and they would get a ring for that i'm the same way okay i, I, okay. I, I am not in on that at all it just bothers me it's stupid <sighs> troy likes it well I do from an aspect, if you've got the the ability to back it up in some cases, and I think back to my guys at Northern making the NCAA tournament, they won the regular season title, won the tournament title, made the NCAA. Mm. They got rings. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, well, okay, but you won the regular season yeah, title. Yeah. yeah, that 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 warrants a ring. I, you know, what's funny though is, for one thing, when my mom would make me keep a lot of that stuff, and I was like, I, I hated that stuff as a kid. If like participation you know, trophies or, or like a ribbon for fourth place, I would I'd be like, no, I don't want that. But she's like, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it, keep it. Now when we look back, I'm glad she made me keep a lot of that stuff because it keep it keeps the memory like fresh. And then there was a guy that lived here in Manhattan. He was a Big Eight official for many years, and he was really good. 
he was really, really good. So they would have him do like he he got to call a lot of Rose Bowls. He called some mm. NFL games. I mean, he did everything. And he, uh, I, I was working for a, an appliance company here in Manhattan, '80s appliance, way back mm-hmm. in the day. And we delivered a, a freezer to him in his basement. And in his basement was full of this memorabilia that he had, of like pictures with him on the field with you know like Joe Paterno yeah. and stuff and like things like that. And he had where they had given him rings for various bowl games back in the day. Now totally gone. Like they're not you know a, mm-hmm. a bowl game anymore. But he had him like set up and stuff, and he had pictures of him on the field, and it was like uh, that stuff's kind of cool, you know what I mean? Like somebody someday is gonna go, "Wow, Grandpa, what's this ring?" And he's yeah. gonna go, "It's a cactus bowl ring," you know, or it's uh, that year we we won the tournament, we won the Big Twelve tournament. It's stupid. It's dumb. It doesn't hurt me in any way. And yet it's all. a memento. And, it's and, a memento. And, and, and some people like those things. Yeah. It, uh, at, it, like first blush. But you can't tell the full story of that 6-6 six and six Cactus Bowl ring. Hey, if we would have lost one more game, we didn't play this game. It, we, pro- you're yeah. probably going to leave that part out. Yeah. yeah. I'm probably going to leave that part out. Um, it's just, uh, it, it's one of those things like I would not appreciate it at all, but... I would be sick to my stomach when I didn't have it later on and been like, I would have enjoyed, you know, talking about like that team instead of the record. Like I, I played on some bad teams, but I have some stories from those teams where like w- w- what I went through with my teammates have funny stories, crazy stories, uh, uh, nutty games, uh, games that uh, could have went either way for us. Um, things like that, like I, I enjoy going back and thinking about that stuff. I don't think about the record so much. It's kind of fuzzy. The record gets a little fuzzy. Well, I want to remind you, though, this is not a Paramount movie. When you look at that ring and just, you know, you, you, you flash back to 1999 and you have the replays playing back in your head. I do. I, mean, I, I, I think, now well, I'm not going to get all into it. I'm just saying, like, I think the memories would pop up without the ring. You know, yeah, I for sure. I I just think it's uh, if you're sentimental or not, and I don't, you know, like some people just aren't that sentimental, um, and that's cool. Either way, it's whatever. It's embarrassing right now for sure, but you know, it is goofy. In like, twenty just, in twenty years, somebody might be appreciative that they have that stupid ring from that stupid season, right? Where you didn't win crap, you know, but a cactus bowl ring. So. Well, to me, like other than a trophy, the ring is like. You got to really win something to earn a ring. You know what I mean? Like, you got to win your conference or win the national championship, win something huge. Have you seen like, lately, like, baseball tournaments, like kids' baseball tournament, 12 and under? They'll win a tournament and they get a big fat ring. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's actually kind of fun. You know, whatever. Yeah. I, I'm the other way on that. I'm okay. like, just give them a trophy, just a little stupid trophy. A ring is just weird. But like a, like a twelve and under, really? You think that carries more weight than like going to a bowl game? A twelve and under baseball tournament? You're like, yeah, ring, give him a ring. I mean, we're but talking a guy about goes like, to like the Cheez Its Bowl, and you get a cool ring. You're like, eh, that's dumb. Save space. Are we talking <laughs> about like those pop rings that are like suckers nah. or whatever? Oh, man, these things look legit. I mean, they're obviously super zub- uh, cubic zirconia or whatever, but. It's just like that. I'm like, that's stupid. That's so dumb. All right. DY's been waiting on the line for a while. Let's get to it. Guys, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. AEW Dynamite Uh tonight from 
Indiana Farmers Coliseum in Indianapolis, Indiana. Of course, it'll be the fallout of AEW's all-out pay-per-view this past weekend in Chicago. By the way, CM Punk fired, as in legit fired, from AEW after a uh, backstage fight right before he went to the ring for his match at All In <laughs> in Wembley Stadium. Like Tony Khan, like literally went on TV and said, "Like I felt like my life was in danger <laughs> when that whole." I, I thought the that heck? was a little far, like, but I wasn't there. It was a legit fight, though. It's happened before. CM Punk is gone. Oof. We're now joined by Derek Young from Case Online. Dy, when it comes to leftover pizza, do you eat it cold or do you heat it up? Oof. Not the first question I was anticipating. <laughs> is, this, is this from like the first hour? Did you guys talk about for No, oh, not at all. It's just completely off the top of my head. Of course, because I'm sitting here waiting on the, the ring question. And you're giving <laughs> right? What kind of pizza do you like? Uh, in the morning, the next morning, look, I know a lot of people that would prefer to eat it cold. Um, I have done it before, but I would still prefer it being hot. Well, take me to the uh, participation trophies, and what's your favorite fifth-place medal? Well, I don't know. I, mean, I I can't think of anything. I, I will say off the top of my head, I do have a trophy from one year where we won the – I think it was like it called Farm League when I played baseball in Ohio. Uh, I think it was like age 8 to 10, I want to okay. say, or eight to, 8 and 9 years old. And you just play teams in your town. You don't mm-hmm. really play teams in your county. So we only played, I think, seven games in the regular season. <laughs> and, we won, and, we, and we only won one of them. So we won one in six. Oh. But everybody goes to the tournament. And then we won the tournament. So ah. we won the that year. And we got a trophy. And no one else did, right? So I kind of equated to that a little bit. Like, we didn't win the regular season. But it was cool because we got a trophy because we won the tournament. And we were the actual champions. Another question I have, like, and I think you touched on it a little bit, but is – Winning or getting a ring from winning the Big 12 basketball tournament worse than getting a ring from the Liberty Bowl? Honestly, no. I think Liberty Bowl ring is a little worse. Like, doesn't Kansas State have a Cactus Bowl ring? Yeah. I, I, win or lose, they get rings for bowl games. Yeah. What? So the bowl, so the bowl stuff is odd. So I think if you're going to. And you probably do, but if you're going to put criticism on a Big 12 tournament champion ring, I think the Bulls would apply as well. Now, another question. So do you apply different rules from rings to banners? Because Kansas State has a few NIT banners. Well, I think it's the women's basketball team that has the NIT. Maybe the men's do. I don't remember. Men's have the NIT appearances, I think, okay. on a banner. That's a matter of just the historical aspect of the NIT, I think. That I guess, but to me, I mean, is that right? That is that better than winning a, getting a ring for the Big Twelve tournament? Mm. Kansas State's never won the Big Twelve tournament, right? It's probably a big deal if and when they do. I'm sure they've won a conference tournament in the past. I mean, that would be my guess. I don't know. Not for the Big, sure. not the Big Twelve, though. Not right? Big, not yeah. the Big Twelve tournament. Here's the deal. here. I'll put it this way, Dy. As soon as Drum Tank wins a national championship, the first banner that's coming down to make room <laughs> is going to be one of those NIT banners. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm on board with that because not not that I really give any clout to what anyone in the KU section of the world believes, but I always, from time to time, see the um, that become a punchline a little bit. They can't state as NIT banners in Bramlage Coliseum because, of course, 
KU missed an NCAA tournament and only advanced to the NIT. I don't think that would be decorated no. one bit. No. Well, let's get to uh, that win Saturday, D.Y., with uh, the Cats beating SEMO 45 nothing Back-to-back years, opening game is a shutout victory, first time since 98-99. I think the stat of the game, one of the stats of the game, is 77 players played in the yep. game. It was as scripted as... It went as well as scripted for K-State because they wanted to get guys into the game. I'll just ask you kind of a generic question of just tell me who stood out to you the most, first string, second string, third string, who impressed you on Saturday? Yeah, they even got two kickers in the game. Yeah. Leighton Simmering <laughs> kicked the last extra point, I believe. He did. Um, offensively, I will, I'll say five offense, five defense. We'll put it that way. Okay. And, my, and I already picked three for on each side of the ball for a – feature that I did on K-State Online this week. So you should, for those that haven't, you should check that out. I picked DJ Giddens. Um, I thought he was great as a runner and also great in blitz pickup, which is not something that I envisioned him, you know, owning or, or doing well in his career. So he's already well beyond his development in that department from what I projected. Cooper Beebe, uh, to do what he did, bouncing back and forth from the left and right side of the offensive line, but also guard and tackle. That's unheard of. Um, he is uh, a unicorn uh, for what he is able to do on a football field. That's the best way I, I can put it. R.J. Garcia, uh, first real big splash aside from the the one catch, the touchdown catch in the Big 12 championship game, comes in, has over 100 yards receiving, scores a touchdown, big game from him. I thought he was really good when he needed to be because they didn't have Keegan Johnson. So those are the three that I picked. If I wanted to stretch it out to five, uh, I'll go KT Levison. Thought he was another elite offensive lineman on the day for a unit that wasn't special, like I thought might be uh, in game one. I thought KT Levison and Cooper BB were both terrific. And, and a fifth on the offensive side of the ball, man, I'm, I, I guess I made this a little bit more challenging for myself. You know, I, what about Avery Johnson? I mean, sure. I'll just feed into the hype. He was perfect, he was great, fun to watch. Mitch, you got to, you know, shout his name as the backup quarterback and get the, the loudest crowd pop you probably created in, in your entire career, to be quite <laughs> honest. So, um, and I'd like to actually hear your perspective on that. You might you might have already given it, but the defensively, I would say, give me Uso Sayamala, Damian Ela Leo. I thought both of those nose guards were great. You know, I didn't include Brendan Mott on my, my three, but maybe I should because Chris Kleiman said he never lost a snap and was their defensive end at the game. So I think he deserves some clout for what he was able to do. Austin Moore, I thought, was the best player on the field, regardless of offense or defense, so he's got to be on there. I'd be shocked if he's not a first-team all-Big 12 pick this year. He is that good, in my opinion. And for a fifth, Jacob Parrish. I thought there was a – one or two negative plays, but aside from that, he was terrific. And and for a first start, I don't think he could have asked for anything more. To answer the Avery Johnson announcement question, uh, certainly the loudest pop for a half-full stadium. Uh, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> um, when it comes to a full stadium, though, 2021, Skyler coming into the game, coming back from injury against Oklahoma. We've even – him and I have actually talked about it a couple of times, how – the, the roar was anticipated. It was expected to happen, and it did, and it lived up to what I was picturing in my mind how it would play out. Skyler coming back in 2021 is the loudest pop. Going back, so go ahead, go ahead. If if that stadium was full and it was an, uh, maybe against a 
bigger opponent, do you think Avery would the one for Avery would have eclipsed the one for Skyler? If it's a blowout, Big Twelve opponent, and Avery enters the game, I think it would rival. I don't think it would be as loud as Skyler. That was a big game. Skyler had been remember. out, but Avery, I think, would get definitely a pretty huge pop if it was full. Yeah, no, I could see that. I mean, I don't remember Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn got a pretty good pop too, but I, I you know, I think we just kind of got spoiled by Deuce Vaughn. But I don't remember a, mom, a momentous crowd pop for Deuce Vaughn ever throughout his career. Well, I'll tell you what, they uh, Casey gave me a list of names, the seniors from last year's team for the Big 12 uh, trophy celebration before the game. And uh, I think there were seven, eight guys on there. They, they told me, take my time with the announcements. Let everybody get a pop. Well, Felix and Deuce, by far, got the loudest ovations before that game. And I, that did not surprise me. No, that, that wasn't shocking at all. I remember I had the joke. It wasn't much of a joke. It was actually an observation, but it turned out to be an inac- inaccurate one. Because I didn't remember you announcing Sammy Wheeler's name. <laughs> sure did. Yeah, <laughs> Sammy was there. He got the announcement. He sure, Eli Huggins, even though his leg's a little bit busted up, he was there. Uh, uh, and, and among others, Von Malone got a shout out uh, during uh, or, uh, V-A-U-G-H-N. Uh, Von Malone got always, the shout out. Always and forever, Big 12 champion, Von Malone. Yes, sir. <laughs> uh, let, let's take a break, D.Y. When we come back, obviously we want to talk about Avery, but also injuries uh, is another factor heading into week two with a wide receiver, linebacker, offensive lineman. We'll get an update next here on The Game. We are back. The game with Mitch, Troy, Deej, and Trey. We're joined via Zoom. Derek Young from KCN Online, also the Three Mile Podcast, and of course, Powercat Game Day. You'll hear at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. Cats getting ready to face Troy. Continue to discuss the 45-0 win to get K-State to 1-0. Now they're the 15th ranked team in the country after beating SEMO. D.Y., we got to talk about Avery Johnson. And finally, we got a... Very positive headline out of a number two coming in for a number one at quarterback. Just watching him play the position, debut, true freshman. It looked like just his mechanics and his game is so smooth. It is, and it's everything that we've seen him at the high school level, really. It just translated smoothly and without issue to the college level. I knew that it would, and he's only going to get better as the game Slows down for him. He. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. You know, adds more command to the offense, a deeper understanding of what they're trying to do under Colin Klein, but also what defenses are trying to do to him. The sky is the limit. 
it's it all sounds hyperbolic in a dream, but literally he could be the best quarterback that comes through Kansas State. That is the ceiling. Um, it's not a theory. It's not a guess. Like if he puts it all together, and by that I mean his natural skills that he was born with, uh, combined with hard work, both on and off the field, and a commitment to his craft, and a willingness to be coachable and develop and grow based on all of those attributes, he can be the best quarterback that comes through Kansas State. And obviously, that's no small thing. Got some good ones <laughs> in Kansas State history. A guy uh, that might be calling the plays right now is one of them. Well, I'm at the point now, after watching Avery play, and I said it with you last week, like to me in most scenarios, he's probably going to be the number two, just my prediction. But after watching yeah. Avery play, I'm like, I think at the point now where – Kleiman is at the press conference saying we're just going to evaluate it, depends on the situation, is more just not trying to hurt Jake Rubley's feelings. I think in most scenarios now, Avery's got to be the number two, but what's your opinion? Yeah, I kind of verbalized it in a similar way on one of the about 12 or 13 shows that I've done this week. <laughs> it's there's a obviously it's a it's a great discussion point. It's going to always be the topic of conversation this year, I believe until there's a 100% clear verdict and then we can just analyze Avery Johnson in the way that he looks both the you know in warm-ups and, and when he can get on the field in, in actual live bullets and games but yeah the way that I described it at one point was they're letting Jake Rubley down easy hmm. and I think and I think he's earned that probably right and For I think sure. he's probably and I think he's probably earned the right to continue to compete for those number two reps in, in practice just because it would be easy for him to already be out the door. It would be easy for him to, and Avery Johnson even pointed this out. Jake Rubley was one of the guys on the front line doing everything he could to prepare Avery Johnson for his moment in week one, knowing full well that Avery Johnson was going to play and that they needed to help him get ready. Um, and they had to accelerate that process because it's a little bit harder for a freshman, you, you, you've never prepared for a college game. It's a little bit more complex than preparing for a high school football game. So he's doing everything the right way. And because of that, I think Kansas State coaches want to do everything the right way. But there's a reason why they continue. Like, this is Chris Kleiman. This is Colin Klein. There's a reason why those two continue to say that we needed to evaluate him. We needed to give him extended action because we need him to. We needed to get him ready uh, in case we need him this year well why are you going to need him you're going to need him because he's the number two quarterback let's talk now about injuries keegan johnson a wide receiver did not play jay clifton uh, did play against simo at some point he gets hurt couldn't tell you when christian duffy also did not play on saturday those are right now the three injuries we're watching give me the concern levels for all three heading forward you know, there's a, I mean, none of them are long term injuries. So to that point, zero concern. I mean, okay. there's a thought process that Christian Duffy could be back from the Missouri game. There's a thought that Keegan Johnson could be back this week. Jake Clifton, you know, he, he probably misses both of those games if I was a betting man. But I still don't think he misses two months. I don't, I don't think that's what it's going to be. It'll be multiple games, but a, a third of the season, probably not even that. So if you're talking about concern as these guys are going to miss a lot of games, I don't think that of Jay Clifton. I don't think that of Christian Duffy. 
I think they'll both be back sooner rather than later on their own timelines. For Keegan Johnson, I do or I would like to see him get his feet wet mm-hmm. and put this issue behind him. This is the second time it's popped up since the beginning of August. And it didn't seem like from Chris Kleiman's answer on Tuesday that it was a foregone conclusion and a 100% certainty that he would play this week. That worries me a little bit just because in an ideal world, his first game isn't when the bullets are flying the fastest they have this year on the road against Missouri and Columbia. It feels like K-State is just so close to being fully healthy. I'd hate to see them chasing that all year long. You feel so close. A couple of these things have popped up very recently, but hopefully sooner or later K-State will be at that fully healthy point, and you're going to see the Cats play at full full strength. A couple more for you here, D.Y. Last one about football is about Kleiman's track record against a group of five, and I saw you put that in an article earlier this week. He's 2-2 and against Power 5 opponents. You know, with Troy, I don't honestly think they're that good, but are you reading into the pattern that we've seen so th- so far through the climate era against group of five opponents? I mean, you can explain away all three of those group of five losses. Now it sounds like you're just stating excuses and not taking accountability for them, but there's an obvious excuse in each one, like Tulane. Might have been pretty good. Uh, you did sleepwalk a bit, but might have been pretty good. Uh, they did win the Cotton Bowl. They did beat USC in the Cotton Bowl. Arkansas State, that wasn't the only game that year that was a disaster. That just might have been that team, right? <laughs> Excuse me. Navy, that's playing you know, a triple option wacko offense and a wacko bowl game, right? Navy and the Liberty Bowl. And you have to prepare for that. It's just not an ideal situation in general, so... I don't see it as a trend unless they lose to Troy because there's not a good way to excuse this loss if it were to happen. And like you, and I've kind of been spouting this all off season, and we'll see if if I have ego on my face. I don't think Troy's any good. Not, yeah. I wouldn't. I shouldn't say that, but they don't scare me, um, and I don't necessarily respect them. This you know, respect every opponent, but I don't have enough respect for them to the caliber that others do just because they won 12 games last year. I think they were fortunate to win 12 games. They could have easily won seven or eight. And I think they're worse than last year's club. Yeah, me too. I, I watched a lot of their game from this past Saturday against Stephen F. Austin. You know, they got some good players and some that carried over from last year. But that offense was, was – it, it had its issues last year. Even though they won 12 games, that offensive line's not good. I, I'm, I'm convinced that that offensive line just is not solid protecting the quarterback or – not giving up tackles in the backfield. I think that's going to be something case they can certainly take advantage of. Um, all right, we got a couple of minutes left here, D.Y. I did want to touch on, I saw this um, in an article at K-State Online. Is there anything you want to tell us about basketball recruiting? Any sort of update about that 13th scholarship yet? It wouldn't surprise me if they can, uh, you know, I won't give away all the goods and some of it still has to come together and completely be tied up uh, all the loose ends. But it wouldn't shock me if Kansas State received some news on scholarship player number 13 in the near future from what I have heard. Um, and I know that they at one point were looking into possible overseas options, but I think this will be, if it comes together the way that it seems to be coming together so far, it'll be an inward option. And by that, I mean just uh, a Power 5 transfer portal edition. 
All right. I like the tease. I like the tease. Go mm-hmm. subscribe. K-State Online. Mason both now riding over there. He's, oh, is he doing okay so far? Is he working out? You know what? He is a, a home run hire. Oh, okay. I, I hate, hate, to, hate to feed the ego of, of a guy that also appears on your guy's show, but boy, he, he knows what he's doing. Well, if he's that good, we might have to sub him in one of these Wednesdays and uh, get Mason once again. Because he used to come on every other week for for email online. Please no. Yeah, he he, he could probably yeah he'd probably be a better uh, guest than than I am. He's already a better writer than I am. So wow, whoa, all right. Well, now does he have better scoops than you do? I'm the scoop. I'm okay. I was almost uh, almost baited you. Fed, uh, fed the KU thing. Just, yeah. What is it? Scoops Meister. Scoops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not putting myself into that into that uh, company. He can have that by himself. What a joke! All right, Dy. That's all I got for you. Thank you for your time, and we'll talk to you Saturday morning. Yeah. See you then. Derek Young from K State Online, the Three Mile Podcast, and also from Powercat Game Day. Go subscribe to K State Online. Of course, you know basketball not too far from uh, really getting cranked up. So follow along with what's going on with the Cats. K State Online is where you'll go find that information. All right, let's take a break. I'm actually getting out of here so I can head over to Manhattan High School. But Troy, Deej, Trey are all taking over with a number one or check that number two song of the day coming up next. Go Cats. Oh, 1350 KMAN, it's time for Ask Us Anything. You know, my would you rathers end up being a landslide usually. I don't know why. (laughs) I'm so poor at picking these. Um, So would you rather never wait in line ever again or always get that primo parking spot when you pull up somewhere? Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, wait in line nowhere ever. Um... Wait in line nowhere ever. Yeah, I'd probably go for that as well. A lot of people picked that. Um, a lot of people picked both, even though that wasn't an option. <laughs> right. Um, I yeah. don't know why that happened. Wishful thinking there, folks. K, K- Rogers, uh, what are you going to do? Well, yeah, right. Um, let's see. I, but I, I really also, though, you can park far away if you know you're never going to stand in line again, but then... You get to stand in line and get out of there quick. Though. Right. You're out yeah. of there, man. You'd still pick? <laughs> I still pick the line, especially as a constant concert goer like myself. Oh, yeah. Getting mm. rid of those lines. Whew. Oh, God. Yep. Um, I This one was last Wednesday. Would you rather give up texting forever or have to drive under the speed limit forever? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> It would have to be the texting. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. Dude, there's not a chance. Do you, do you, you don't even remember when <laughs> 55 was the speed limit on the interstate. Oh, I would have lost my mind. I worked in Goodland at the time. Oh, what does that tell you? It took you a week to get from oh. Goodland to Manhattan. <laughs> then, then, then try and do it where you're going out to Denver at that point. Oh, hell no. No. That sounds terrible. Covered wagon status. Ugh. (laughs) Royals are up next. Have a good one, folks. We'll catch you tomorrow.